You're listening to the Gospel Project for Preschool and Kids Weekly Leader Training. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Gospel Project for Kids Weekly Leader Training Podcast. My name is Delaney Williams and I am joined by Sarah McLean. Hey Sarah. Hey Delaney, how are you doing? I'm doing great and how about you? Doing well, yes. I'm excited to dig into this session with you. Right, and so our listeners hopefully remember that we are in Unit 13, and we're in Session 4. We are going to be talking about Elisha Performed Miracles. And so we're in the book of Second Kings, and we'll find our story in Second Kings chapters 4 through 6. And so Sarah, if you'll go ahead and share with our listeners about what the big idea and Christ connection is for this session. Sure. So in this session, we're going to be seeing that many prophets of the Old Testament were able to perform miracles. God gave the prophets his spirit to speak his words to the people and demonstrate his power. Last week, we learned how God gave Elisha his spirit. God's spirit allowed Elisha to part the water and demonstrate to the people that God's power had come upon him. And in this session, we will see how God used Elisha as he performed miracles to point others to God. Our Christ connection is Elisha's miracles showed that he was a prophet of the one true God and that God's words were true. In a greater way, Jesus's miracles showed that he is the true son of God. Great. And so now we'll go ahead and move along to the next part of our episode where we talk about activities that need maybe some special instructions or some extra prep time. So I'll go ahead and start with our babies and toddlers guide. There is an activity where they're going to be stamping with nature items. And just want to make sure with this reminder that especially using nature items to make sure that you have an allergy alert posted there um, for your class. And then also if you want to make sure that the items that you use are non-poisonous as well. And so that is for our babies and toddlers. Then with older preschool, they are playing a matching game. And so with this game, what it will be is teachers are creating sets of matching cards by placing different colored and size, sizes of bandages on index cards. So a suggestion would be to make six sets of matching cards, so then that will give you 12 total cards. But you may be saying, well, we only have one type or one shape or one color of of bandages on hand and so how can we do this and what you can do if that's the case is maybe put more than one bandage on a card or either make a shape like a triangle or a rectangle with the with the bandages on the card and so that way they can um, still match the cards because of the number of bandages on their or the design on there. And if you have enough supplies, you may consider allowing the children to make um, sets of two to three matching cards that they're able to take home as well. And so that's with our older preschool. Then with preschool worship, there is an activity called paint bread. And I want to put everyone's, where is it ease? They're painting with milk. They're not actually using, you know, other type of paint on the bread so they're they're painting with milk with that and so again you'll need to have an allergy alert for that but then also I want to remind you to be sensitive to children who may have a sensitivity or allergy to 
bread or milk. And so in that case, if you have a situation like that, then I'd encourage you to talk to the parents, contact them prior to your session and ask, you know, what foods or how can this activity be altered? What I found in my experience is reaching out to the parents, that's one way to bridge that connection. And they're able to see how much you truly care about their children, the safety, but then that you're also open for ideas. And Sarah, I've also found out even by calling and asking about an allergy or a sensitivity that you find out other ministry needs as well in that family. And so I want to encourage our teachers do that no matter what to make connections with those families, but especially if there are children in your class who have a sensitivity or allergy to the foods that are listed for, for that activity. And so Sarah, if you will go ahead and talk about our kids' activities. Yes, so for the younger kids, there's an activity called Will It Float? And for this activity, leaders might want to choose to do this activity as a demonstration rather than having the kids do it in small groups. So if you are low on materials or you just like to have a little bit more control over the activity itself, leaders could do this as a demonstration. And um, they can encourage the kids to interact by asking which objects they think will float or which objects they think might sink. For the kids worship, there's a group demonstration and this might require some practice beforehand. It's not difficult or complicated, but it is important that you get the cuts and folds right for the illustration. So practice is always good just to make sure that when you get up there in front of the kids that you are able to perform the demonstration correctly. Great. Thanks, Sarah. And so now we will go ahead and move along to the part of our podcast where we talk about what excites us about this session or maybe something that stands out that we want to emphasize to our listeners again if you'll go ahead and share your idea first sure so in this session we're talking about the different miracles that elisha performed and how god's spirit was upon him in order for him to be able to do these miracles and sometimes i think it's kind of easy to gloss over the miracles especially if we've heard these stories many times we might be like, yeah, yeah, you know, God healed this person or God did this. And, and rather, what we really should do is remember that these miracles are the evidence or proofs that God is the one true God. We want to help kids see that there is no one like him, that he alone is worthy of our worship. And miracles help us to do that. They help us recognize that idols cannot do these things because remember our big picture question is what is idolatry and so when we're comparing god to different idols whether those are idols that we see in the bible or idols that we might have in our own lives that nothing compares to the one true god and miracles again help us to recognize that god is powerful that god alone is worthy of our worship and then i think also it's important to help kids remember that the same spirit that was at work in elisha isn't at work at us as well. And I think that's just a really um, important concept for kids to remember that, man, the same power that Elisha had to perform these miracles lives in us because when we accept Jesus as our Savior, we have the Holy Spirit come and live within our hearts. And most importantly, what the Holy Spirit's helping us to do is to conform us more into the image of Jesus. So reminding them that, hey, you may not be able to, you know, heal someone who's sick, but God's spirit is at work in you to make you look more and more like Jesus. And that's really, um, you know, 
what we're trying to accomplish in this life is to live in a way that honors and glorifies God by looking more like Jesus. That's great. I love that, Sarah. And as you were saying, God is the one true God. He's different than idols. He's different than other things that we may idolize. He is the one true God, and we should worship Him and worship only Him. And I think that is important that we emphasize that and teach that to our preschoolers and our children, that He is the only true God. Like you were saying, His miracles show that God is God, and only God can do miracles. And I think that's something that we also need to emphasize and make sure the boys and girls understand, especially with this, as we're talking about how God worked through Elisha and that Elisha was doing God's work and they were miracles that God performed through Elisha. And so it wasn't Elisha's strength or Elisha doing it, but it was God doing it through him. And so we want to make sure that the boys and girls understand that and that they see how this points back to bringing glory to God and that we should worship only Him. And this is so nicely supports and, and helps draw that picture, if you will, back to our big picture question and answer. So this now concludes today's episode of the Gospel Project for Kids in Preschool Weekly Leader Training Podcast. We want to thank you for listening to today's episode, and we hope that you found it helpful as you prepare to teach. Thanks for listening to this week's leader training for the Gospel Project for Preschooling Kids. For more resources to help you focus your ministry on the gospel, please visit gospelproject.com.